0: Welcome back to our series about DAS Studio and how it all works, DAS Studio 101. I am, of course, your gracious host, Javis Lewis. Thank you so much for joining me. In the previous videos, we've been discussing how to handle DAS Studio in principle, but we haven't talked about a very important core concept in DAS Studio, and that is, of course, content. And that's what this episode is all about. Content is kind of at the heart of that studio so content is what lets us build our scenes and it's kind of comparable in my in my kind of you know frayed mind i like to compare content to lego blocks they're kind of the building blocks that make up our scenes so content is anything from a chair, to a primitive, to a character, to clothing, to poses, to accessories, to you know material presets, to shaders, to lighting, to camera presets, all that is kind of classed as content. And we can make use of that and put it together in a way that suits us and then hit render and then out comes a pretty picture in an ideal world. In reality of course it's not quite that simple and uh, starting at where and how content actually comes in to their Studio, that's what this episode is all about. So one of the questions I've been getting for over the last few years is uh, can you tell us what the difference is between the smart content tab and the content library tab and that's one thing that we'll cover here and uh, let's just let's just delve right in and let's let's in fact let's start there so this is Das Studio and I'm on the smart content tab and I've also got a content library tab up here you can put them on different things on uh, different sides, depending on how you like to work with it, and to be really honest with you, I like working with both of them. I t- I pick the one that gets the job done they both work very differently the main difference is that smart content looks at the same physical files on the hard drive but it also has a database service running on your computer that kind of ties things together so I don't know if you're familiar with uh, database as uh, as such it's 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 just a program that can link one thing to another so uh, if you're familiar with an excel spreadsheet for example you've got uh, rows and you've got columns but you may also have data in another spreadsheet in another worksheet and sometimes we want to reference Some cell from another worksheet in the worksheet We're currently working with and that's what databases are really good at that they can build links from one thing to another So in a concrete example for DAS Studio We can build links or DAS Studio can track can keep track of links of we have a Genesis 3 generation figure and we have Genesis 3 generation content. So this whatever suit or dress is made for this figure. And you can keep track of that and say, well, this fits with that. So that does not fit with that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not show you what doesn't fit with that figure, for example. And that's how smart content works. And that, that's how they're trying to make it you know easier for us to use so that we don't get overwhelmed by a lot of content that we have. Because that's one of the difficulties of working with content that you've amassed over the years. So if you've got like 10 gigabytes of content installed on your hard drive, it's really difficult to find what you're looking for. So that's one thing that smart content has that the content library doesn't have. So the content library, is more or less a file browser. It looks at the physical files on your hard drive and it lets you look at them and displays them as little thumbnails. Where smart content does that in addition to other things like for example smart content can also check if there's an update for that product available and checks with the DAS server and says hey, that's an update would you like me to install it we can do that right away. It can also keep track of metadata, and that's something that the regular content library can't do. That's that's another difference there. One thing to be aware of, smart content is only currently available for content purchased from Das directly, from das3d.com directly. Other content that you buy from sites like uh, Renderosity or Hivewire or many of the other content marketplaces that you can get even if you exchange files among one another from other users around the world wide web then you won't be able to make them show up in smart content there are solutions of how to do that but uh, that's not what, something that we're going to cover and it's not something i've figured out yet but there are tutorials on the internet how you can make regular content show up in the smart content tab so that's that's one thing to bear in mind there. Let's take a look at the Smart Content tab and see what it has to offer. So I'm on it right now, and the first thing that springs to mind is uh, one long list on the left-hand side and some thumbnails on the right-hand side. That's, that's fair enough. That's, that's all good here. But we also see something else. We see a tab up here that says Products, and we see another one that says Files. What's the difference between those? Well, Products is uh, and you can you can see that the categories here on the left hand side are more or less the same between products and files in fact they are the same aren't they good thing to point that out isn't it so um, the categories and the contents in the category kind of changes if i switch between products and files and you may have guessed the difference there is that a product is something that you buy that contains more than one file so a file on the other hand is literally just that one file. So let's take this for example here the first date scarf that's under files under accessories. That's a product that I bought and it's the first date outfit and the outfit has a scarf but it also has a skirt and a dress and maybe a pose and a hair prop and you know several material presets and all that and they would all show up in the regular files here and I can search for them as well Uh, but the product would show me literally just the first date outfit. So that shows me that everything is combined in there. So if I double click in the products tab onto the first date outfit then I see that this product comes with accessories one of which is the scarf it also comes with material presets and I can even drill down further here I get the materials for an accessory and I get the materials for the rest of the wardrobe it also comes with a few poses and there's another thing in wardrobe which which is the actual clothing items so that's just a different way of representing the same thing one is the actual product that you buy and it shows you everything that is available in that product and under files you can see each and every single file on your hard drive so that makes it easy to mix and match content and to um, kit bash i believe is the word the kids use i'm not really into the lingo on the around the block there but that's that's in essence what that is one other very important tick box i'd like to draw your attention to is this one down here filter by context currently it's uh, unticked but i can tick it and it looks like there's not much of a difference right now because um, it kind of depends what is currently selected in the scene so let me demonstrate this with a character perhaps Uh, that's where that's really coming in there let me switch my viewport over to smooth shaded and bring in a figure perhaps uh, just a regular Genesis 3 male figure here. to do thinks about it while it loads that and here we go that's the Genesis 3 male figure. Now if I go down to wardrobe and the wardrobe category I can see pretty much every wardrobe item that I currently have on my hard drive and there's a lot of them here. Uh, one of them for example is a bikini. Now this is a dude and he may not unless he's a cross-dresser he may not want to wear a bikini but it still shows up furthermore there are items of clothing that aren't actually made for this figure but that studio will show all of them to me if this box is unticked. So filter by context is unticked. That just means it's an unfiltered view of anything that's on the hard drive. If I only want to see what is made for this figure, then I can tick that box and say filter by context. And then I'll see that most of my items will disappear. And I only see items that were specifically made for that figure. And that's kind of a nice way to whittle down content that goes together with other content. It works the same way if I were to put these shoes on for example casual heat shoes let's put them on so those are the shoes they are currently parented to the Genesis figure here if I open that up I can see these shoes if I select the shoes then with this thing ticked I see that most of the categories in the left-hand side here will go away because most of my other content isn't going to be compatible with these shoes. Only a few select things are compatible with these very shoes. For example materials such as the uh, leather material here for Iray and for 3Delight. And that's really all there is. There's also utilities um, that is not quite sure what that is. I don't even know if that belongs to this product or if that just shows up as um, as a generic thing here. But uh, my point is that a bikini won't fit on top of the shoes for example. Only a particular material preset will fit on top of those shoes. And if I were to try and apply something that doesn't fit on that then I may end up with strange and weird results. So that's what this is all about. Whereas if I just click on materials here and only these two things come up, if I untick that box filter by context then I will see every single material preset that is currently installed on my hard drive which there are just a lot of and most of them like you know hair color isn't going to fit on my shoes so there we go that's what that's all about it's sometimes it's a blessing sometimes it's a curse because with this technology known as auto fit we can of course fit say genesis 2 content on a genesis 3 figure but with that box ticked our genesis 2 content isn't going to show up if I select the Genesis 3 figure that's one of those things just to be aware of I'm sure you've experimented with this yourself if I select the Genesis 3 male and I click on wardrobe with all of this unselected I can very much try and fit the bikini onto the man that is possible all I need to do is tell that studio what this was for so I would imagine maybe it's made for the Genesis 3 female and then if I hit accept that studio will try and do a job and fit the bikini to the man so it is possible to do that but by default I guess that studio is saying hey I'd rather you don't do that because otherwise that content may not look fantastic so that's how that works let's let's get the get rid of the bikini and get rid of the shoes and uh, look at some other examples here Bringing in content is as simple as selecting it and double clicking it. And usually when you do that, it'll always appear in the center of the scene. So if I grab a prop, for example, any of the props, you can open this up to show even further categories here. If I wanted to take these books here, for example, City Loft Living Books, and I double click them, then they appear right in the center of the scene. Just like where my Genesis 3 male figure appears as well. then what happens is i have several things uh, and i can select either of them either in the scene tab here or just by clicking on them even if a figure has more than uh, one item you can right click on them and then select what type of content you're selecting so let me select my man here and then just move him over so that they're not all on top of each other but this is what das Studio does by default so if i load another prop Uh, different books in they load at the same place in the center of the scene so now I can go and uh, pick them up and move them somewhere else and that's how I can place items in my scene We've, we've looked at how to navigate these items and how to move them around and this is how you do it You can also uh, take an item and literally just drag it into the scene. So let's say this bookshelf, for example, I can also left-click and drag and then put it somewhere else. And that also just ends up in the middle of the scene. Other programs do it slightly differently. Das Studio is always going to put it where the item was saved, which is usually the center of the scene. There we go once you've built your scene you may find that some items have add-on items. We've already talked about that shoes would fit on a man and the material preset would fit on shoes. So in that case you select the item that you wanna put add-on content to and then you double click on the item that you wanna add something to. So for example if we uh, select our Genesis male figure here again and we go to wardrobe and we make sure we filter this by context and we see maybe this has a different material preset available and then we double click this shirt then the shirt is being fitted onto the man here so if we now select the shirt which is parented to our man here t-shirt Then I can see under materials that there's actually uh, three different types of material that I can fit to the shirt. There's either the yellow one, the white one, or there's the gray one, or the black one, or the dark gray one. So those are material presets that will fit on top of the shirt, or more specifically, they define how the surfaces of the shirt will look like and we usually we have two of these because one is often made for the iRay rendering engine and the other one is made for the 3 Lite rendering engine. So that's why sometimes items appear twice in your library. In this case it's kind of good because we can see that MDL that's the so-called material definition language and that's what iRay uses. Whereas RSL is the RenderMan shading language I believe and that is what 3 Lite uses. And so that's one thing to tell it apart often clothing and content developers they put the word ira or 3d light into their thumbnails or into their file name that also makes it easy to distinguish what is what so that's just a heads up that's why sometimes you see the same type of content twice and you might you might think well why is that then so that's smart content in a nutshell content library is slightly different so here in in the in the smart content of just even with nothing selected and without anything selected here which is context sensitive oh that's another thing i need to, to mention if i have this ticked filter by context and i click the genesis uh, 3 mail and i'm on materials then i see that there's different materials for the actual genesis figure but look what happens if i open the genesis figure up and select the shirt then under the materials tab here the options change so that's another thing that can catch you out if you're looking for a particular item and you think i'm sure it's installed i just don't find it here then that is sometimes why that is the filter by context will kind of hide the items that you've got on your mind so then either untick it or have a think is this actually am i selecting the right thing in my scene here one of those things good to remember so that's smart content in a nutshell Content library works slightly differently because it hasn't got the link to what is currently selected in the scene. It doesn't care what is selected. It's, it's a simple file browser. And that's it. And it is very helpful because only here will you find content from other marketplaces that are not DAS 3D content. So you'll find, this is the confusing bit, you'll find DAS 3D content in the content library and you'll find Hivewire and Renderosity and all other content in the content library but you will only find DAS 3D content in the smart content tab. Unless it's all the content which in which case it's also only in the content library tab. It's confusing isn't it? I guess one thing to take away from this is if you're absolutely sure that some content is installed, it'll always show up in the content library, regardless of any database shenanigans that may or may not be working on your system. Just one thing to keep in mind. Now, the anatomy of the Content Library tab is, first of all, that before we even get started with any of this, there are ways of displaying these things, and that's governed by this little context-sensitive menu up here. If I uh, switch that on, if I click on that, I have three options at the top here. View as list, view as tree, and view side-by-side. And that's just a way of how the content is displayed in this whole pane here. So I've got mine set to view as tree, and we'll look at the differences in a moment, just in case you're following along with things you're thinking, that's not what my thing looks like." And one of those things. This is, you, you may have set it up as a list or as side-by-side. Personal preference. Uh, many, many ways lead to Rome, isn't that the, the saying there? So first of all, let's have a look at Das studio formats versus Poser formats. Then there's also other import formats products and categories. So these are a little bit akin to what we've just seen in the smart content tab, products and categories. So I'm not going to cover those again. Other import formats we're going to completely ignore, pretend it's not there because I have no idea what it is or what it does and I think in over 15 years of using DAS Studio I have never used other import formats. Perhaps I'm losing out, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway so there's uh, DAS Studio formats and there's Poser formats and the difference here is that Tosa has historically always displayed items on your hard drive in a particular fashion. So there's always the Figures tab in the Poser library, and then there's the Materials tab, and then there's the Pose tab, and so forth. And that Studio was built with the intention of using making Poser content usable in a different software, and that's where this comes from, and this is still there today. Even though many of us don't use it anymore because over the years, Poser content is now largely incompatible with DAZ Studio content. That wasn't always the case, so this is kind of a big history lesson there up until I believe Poser 9 uh, yeah up until Poser 9 the content was completely uh, compatible so with the introduction of the Genesis figure at DAS 3D that's when things started to deviate a little bit until today they're more or less completely fragmented which is why uh, all the content for Victoria 4 and like the like the generation 4 figures is still very popular because it works in Poser, it works well with Poser So I'm going to make another video about the history of all these characters, so that's going to come up. I'm not sure if it's part of this series or if it's going to be a part of an advanced topic or a different series altogether. It's something I'm thinking about because there's a lot to be said about that. So right now we have Poser formats. In it we have DAS Connect, please ignore that. We have my DAS 3D library and I've got two more Folders here. Each of these, if you're familiar with Poser, represents a runtime library as such. So my dash 3D library is kind of the default thing in which all content is installed. And if I open that up, then I get a representation much like it once was in Poser figures, hair, materials, pose. And then I can drill down further. So I can open up figures, and then there's a hive wire, and there's my, my um, sandals here, and the same thing is in hair, uh, and so forth. But that's Poser-specific content, so I don't have, have much Poser content installed. I just wanted to show you that this is all in the Poser formats. So right now, that's not really something I want to look at because I'm using DAS Studio and I've got DAS Studio content installed. So let's have a look at DAS Studio formats where, again, we've got DAS Connect, please ignore, doesn't exist, and all many other subdirectories. one of which will be something like my DAS 3D library or your DAS 3D library rather. I've got some other directories that I'm asking Das2 to look at. Um, for example, a, a, a folder from Renderosity, this is where I uh, put my Renderosity content. And um, you know, this is kind of a test machine, so it's it's not got the full content library of mine installed there. So if we look at the Das3D library, I have a huge long list of subfolders. And if I'm trying to find content in there, it can sometimes be a little bit difficult because technically, Das you can look at any folder for any content. It's not like with Poser. It's not restricted that figures have to be in a figures folder. Das Studio can, can look at them anywhere, even outside that structure. But traditionally, usually, if you're looking for something like the Genesis 3 figure, then you would look in People and that's where you've got many of the generations here victoria 4 uh, genesis 8 male female and so forth and whatever you've got installed on your system say if we stick with our genesis 3 male man here uh, then you would click on genesis 3 male and here he is this is exactly the same icon that we had earlier from the smart content this is this would load genesis 3 male just like that let's let's try it out in fact if we just move whoops if we just select my man and we move him over here so that uh, I can double-click this and then load another one, I get this, uh, this dialog that says, would you like to load a new figure or would you like to apply this to the currently selected figure? Because das studio is clever enough to say, maybe this is a character morph and you'd like to apply it to something that you've currently got selected. I'm going to load a new figure and then that will uh, load a second genesis 3 male into my scene here there he is now we've got two of them but that's just the genesis 3 basic male if i open this up then i can see for the genesis 3 male i've got clothing options i've got hair options materials and poses so sometimes I click on something like here materials and I get some icons here in the bottom and I can just double click one of those and that'll be applied to whatever is selected here or I have to drill down further so under clothing if I click on clothing nothing appears to happen but if I open that up I can see another folder which is basic wear and then I can open that and then I can see the materials for that and in that we have 3d light and i-ray material so you you see where this is going this is kind of a very organized more or less the folder structure and this is how you can also find content and most importantly and this is why I'm talking about the content library content that is not bought from DAS 3d directly that will only ever show up here have a look either at the documentation of a product that you buy say from Renderosity or in a README file that you get from a vendor, it usually tells you in there where to find the content. So usually it follows that if you're buying, say, a dress for the uh, Genesis 8, then you would uh, you would head over here into your Dash Studio library, wherever you've got it installed, and then you would go and disclose the Genesis 8 female under which you would find clothing under which you would usually find something like a vendor like in my case a Lil Flame that's a renderosity vendor and underneath that you find the item of clothing that you may want to use and then that's where it's showing up and this is how you find content from other marketplaces. You can also choose to install content depending on the figure or depending on the vendor or depending on the marketplace like I tend to do that I've got a second runtime library a second directory that I'm asking DAS Studio to look at for example Renderosity. so this is now the same hierarchy that I've just had here in my DAS 3D library but in a different folder on a different hard drive so you can do that as well and here I also have people and here I also have Genesis uh, 2, 3 and 8 depending on what type of content I've got installed there. If I open that up I can see characters. If I uh, disclose that I'm seeing Rhiannon which is a vendor also from Renderosity. and if I disclose that then I can see two of her characters and that's how I can bring those characters in and they won't show up in the smart content tab. To finish this off, let's just quickly have a look at, uh, oh, actually two things. One thing is I've mentioned before that it depends on how you've set this little context menu up, how this whole content library thing displays itself. So on here, I'm currently using view as tree because I think that's the most uh, palatable option for me but if I say view as list then I can see that I've got the whole folder hierarchy here much like on the Windows Explorer on the Mac Finder Uh, I can just display this whole thing uh, left to right so each directory appears next to one another so that's another thing how I can Uh, display this and um, you know if if that's something I want to use instead then I can do that or I can use the side-by-side view which then opens this up like that so if you wanted to see the thumbnails literally to the right of this that's also a nice idea you can also uh, just open that up a little bit wider here make this one a little bit uh, thinner and then you see more thumbnails here so this is another way of displaying your content. One final thing to finish this off the amount of directories that you can add to DAS Studio. I believe we've spoken about this before. I just wanted to, to uh, hone this back in, just in case you've forgotten, as a friendly reminder. Uh, where do I map additional directories to DAS that, that I'd like DAS to look at, both for Poser and for DAS content? And uh, this is how you do that. There's, there's two ways of doing it, two ways that I know of. Maybe there's a third way, I don't know. So one way is indeed this mysterious context-sensitive menu over here. If I click on that, then at the bottom here somewhere, I get the Content Directory Manager, and this is the magic thing that if I click that, then a window opens up in which I can see the directories here, the current directories that I've got is Das Connect Data, which is kind of mysterious, ignore that. Then we have Das Studio formats and we have Poser formats here. And This is tiny, but if you open that up, then you can see what directories I've currently mapped and where on my drive they are. And I've got the same thing for Poser content here. And if I wanted to add another directory to any of these, then I would select the das Studio formats, hit add directory, and then I could browse to another drive and then uh, tell that studio to also look into that directory and then that content will also both show up in the smart content as well as the regular content library and the same is true for poser formats you can also um, remove directories here or just move them up or down however you'd like that to be shown in the content directory tab and that's really it for this episode. I think this is, uh, this is as much as I can tell you about the differences between smart content and the content library and how to bring content in. Join me for future episodes in this series in which we're going to learn more about lighting and cameras and then the mysterious render button and how to actually get a picture out of Das Studio rather than, you know, playing around in it. That's all fair and, fair and square. But How do we actually make pictures with Das Studio that look palatable and not bland and boring? Uh, that's one thing that's going to come up. In a nutshell, you can also join me for a weekly live stream that I'm starting as of 2019 every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that is 3 p.m. In the UK, 4 p.m. in Germany, if that's correct. I always forget these times. Uh, but yes, that is when I'm doing a live demonstration of how to build a scene, anything to do with DAS Studio. There's a couple on my channel already and there's more to come where that came from. I will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.